now to get your helmets on, because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. <laughs> it's that wonderful time again. Once again, when Uncle Johnny here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. John Sawyer at CKWI Radio 76. Um, welcome to the Detroit Sports Authorities, the only place that's not bought and paid for by the sports teams. We do have the highest standards here. We are not experts. We're authorities, and that makes us one better. Um, this is normally where I get the super CPA, Ken Pocket, to come in, only because this is where I forget all the uh, beginning. <laughs> How long have we been doing the show? About that long? Yeah, I would say. All right. So coming in through the door is the super CPA, Ken Pocket. Hiya, Kenny. Hi, John. Hi, John, and hello to everybody out there that has a... Uh, uh, favored us by uh, tuning in. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... We were just going through the preamble right now, and we were just... I, I think I, I got everything except for the Mr. Eyes lawn, but I think we are all done with the preamble. So okay, now... so you explained to everybody that we have the highest standards then, right? Yep, we got the highest standards not bought and paid for by anybody. We don't have the FCC here, but we do follow the DMCA, and sometimes language get a little salty, and if it does... Oh, well. <laughs> all the opinions stated in this show is all hours and hours alone, so don't bug us. Um, and, you can't, and you can't steal those opinions as your own, whether you want to or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't you know? You can take our opinions to the water fountain tomorrow and and be cool around the water cooler. Be the smartest guy in sports. You know, you'll be the one that will want to extend uh, Joff's. Um, contract for next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that because you're the smartest lion GM in the room. All right. Now we got the preamble out of the way, young man. Let us dive in to this wild you know, week. What we, need to do, what we need to do, I think, at this point is we need to revive one of the old uh, standbys from the uh, days of yore, and that's the CAC of the week. Yeah. Because... Uh, we're, we're backing up here. I mean, we've got them lined up at the door. <laughs> you know, the most obvious, the most obvious one is I'm back again. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Harbaugh. yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, and I it's thought, just, you son of a bitch, you played it so well again. Yeah, did you miss me? I'm back. Yeah, and until oh, next brother. year. 
when the you know the uh, Cowboys job is open, or yeah. next year when somebody else is open. Yeah, sign me to an extension all you want. Every year I'm going to trot out this same bullshit every single year. I don't care what that contract says. I'll go to a team that can buy it out. Or I'll be smarter than you, you idiot M- M- U of M people, and say, look, I want an opt-out. I want an opt-out in every single year. Oh, oh okay. All right. Anything, anything you want, boss. But here's the thing. He has not been offered a job in the NFL at all. No. You know, the, the rumors were, well, he's hot for the Denver job. Well, I, they weren't so hot for him. You know, all of a sudden they're looking at Sean Payton, and he comes back, well, you know what? I'm glad to be in Michigan. I'll never leave you guys. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'm happy to be here. I'm proud to be part of this organization. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's once again, it's one of those things where Harbaugh, you know, Harbaugh, since he's been at U of M, has nothing but jerked him around the nose. I mean, he's played it brilliantly all through this thing. As big as bad as University of Michigan is, your GM department blows. Your AD department blows. You know, you're you're so happy, feet for Go ahead. He's jerked them around, but they've jerked him around, too. No. So I guess you'd call it a circle jerk at this point. Yeah, with a bunch of circles. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, he he came in, like, you know, the first time he was there, like, da-da-da, you know, you guys got to give me tons of money. And he did crap for years and years and years. And then they jerked his contract and said, look, dude, you know what, we're going to give you a smaller base rate, but we're going to give you all kinds of incentives. Bing! All of a sudden... He skyrockets, not one year, but two years. And both of those years, you know, he says, I'm going to the NFL. And you're right. It's the same thing. He's the hottest name in the NFL. Yeah, so hot that for two years straight, bottom feeder teams have passed on him. Yeah. You know, let's face it. When you look at the various jobs that you could possibly want in the uh, NFL, does Denver really strike you as, gee, I'd really like to go there and have a quarterback who went in the tank and is a problem and, oh, my God. Yeah, sure, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, look, Harbaugh is a nut job as far as we know. Sure. I mean, let's, let's go Trump-wise. From what I've heard, he is a nut job. There, there you go. There However. You go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we say people, nut job, people, people tell us. Yeah, right? right. From yeah, word on the street is, you know. Yeah. However, what's going on there is he's not as much of a nut job as he's he has his own drummer. He does what he wants to do, and somehow, some way, he's become the new bow. You know, and it's like, yeah. look, yeah. nobody. You know, look at how he ended in the NFL. That didn't go well. I mean, everywhere he's gone, he's always been physically at one place, but his eyes are anywhere else but where he's coaching at. You know, you didn't do sounds all like that. that. Sounds like Barry Brown, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, but Jerry wasn't... I, I don't know if Jerry was so... 
I, I don't know. How do you describe Harbaugh? It's like it's greasy, man. I mean, and I don't mean Brian. I mean, he is just yeah. like, how do you trust this guy? Because he's always looking yeah. for the bigger, better deal. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, kind of, but not if you're at University of Michigan. You know, I mean, was Bo ever looking for the bigger, better deal? No, he was a Michigan man. And that's why everybody he else. He almost went to Texas A&M, right? Almost is that good we, enough? He stayed here. We, yeah, we forget about that, don't we? Oh. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that, that. We pushed that out of the way. We don't want to talk about that. No, yeah, I wouldn't want to talk about that either because I don't remember it. When was this? Oh, hell, it was, I don't remember the year, but he, yeah, he almost left for Texas A&M. Wow. They had to, they had to bring up some good cash for him to get him to stay. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, that's what it always seems like University of Michigan ADs are. You know, they're like so reactionary, and when they do, it's like, oh, oh, please don't leave me. I'll give you money, anything you want. Play him for a year. Yeah. I mean, how did he get out of going for these last two years? You know, I mean, didn't he? What did he have a one-year contract that he just signed one-year contracts every year? How did he get to go to talk to NFL teams? Because there's either no buyout or such a low buyout that it's not much of an impediment. See, if he had a ten million dollar buyout on the contract, that would be a little bit of, a, of an impediment. But if it's like you know a dollar eighty-five or something like that, well, then yeah. who cares? Well, that's what you negotiate. Well, I mean, look at how much that Denver's got to pay Peyton if he goes. I mean, pay yeah. the pay the um, New Orleans New Orleans franchise. You know, he's not free and clear. He's still on the contract, nope. right? Yes. So, all right. <coughs> so if they want him, they're gonna have to pay for him. Here's the story: you take the offensive coordinator from the Lions and give him a run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I'd be talking big time to that guy. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's not going to come in and want twenty million dollars in the sky. You know, give him a chance, give him a shot. And here's the story. You know, if you can turn around that sad sack team, you know, yes, it's only one year and it's a very small pool to join from, but uh, you know, it beats our going with Harbaugh. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you know, here, here's the other thing too. If you're if you're in the market for uh, Lions offensive coordinators, there's one about to hit the market. Oh, really? These uh, of your okay, and that would be Mr. Lombardi, because we saw what a great job he did over the weekend with the Chargers. Yeah, he did such a great job. He's about to be sent packing again. And that's why I said, you know, they're lined up at the door for CAC of the week, and Mr. Lombardi's <laughs> right behind Mr. Harbaugh. Yeah, Harbaugh definitely is sitting on the couch eating some Cheez-Its right about now. He is first in line. However, yeah. that's so amazing. that It really is. I mean, I, yeah. it, it, it's... All right, let's see. How many more CACs can we go through? Um, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a CAC up in uh, Green Bay. Uh, he's mulling his future at this point. Should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? But he can't. Hmm, I don't know. Let me string this out some more so I can create more drama. 
Uh-huh. Absolutely. Here's the story. Oh, You're Lord. staying in Green Bay, dude. You know, I, I can't imagine. He doesn't have the guts to move, you know. Yeah. But he's got. he's a Harbaugh. He can play this. He knows what words to use and everything else. I mean, really, dear University of Michigan AD, wouldn't you be pissed enough right about now? You know, I mean, we're going through this every single winter. You know, Harbaugh goes to the bowl game, blows it, and then immediately starts looking at NFL jobs. And, you know, in the lightest of lights, you know, who actually had real good terra firma to say, look, he's a front runner in Denver. Why would he be? He doesn't fit that team. Doesn't mean he wouldn't be hired. I, I give you the folks from the Colts. You know, you can't have Mr. Saturday. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I, just, I just wonder who was who was it that put the word out that he was the front runner in Denver? He was did? People? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because remember... He was he was going to Denver and everybody went ho hum, and then all of a sudden you got three or four reports. Oh, he looks like a front runner. Oh, he's there. Then all of a sudden you get happy feet over the weekend from University of Michigan AD. Oh, we're going to work on something. Oh, Stevens, you're the greatest. Tell Samantha I said hi. You know, okay. <laughs> it, to me, it, it's just no. You know, and congratulations to you, Harbaugh. Really, seriously. Tip of the hat, you know how to play these suckers, you know, because yeah. you have you as I don't know. Have you heard Kenny? Ha, have you heard tons of the alumni start to freak out and go, "Oh my God, he looks like he's going to leave us." Have you heard any drum beat? Not a word. Agreed. What does that tell you? That means they're maybe they're getting a little bit more sick of his act than uh, the athletic director is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some of the, I hate to say this, but maybe they have a shred of integrity somewhere in there. Nah, forget it. Nah, yeah, I was gonna say. going to say. You know, I mean, you can, do that. you can either easily get on the freeway and go north about an hour and go to a place where they went delirious happy feet and gave a substandard coach, in our opinion, hundreds of millions of dollars to stay. You know, on a bluff himself. Okay. Yeah. He's done literally not much nothing. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so what bowl game, what Final Four have you gone to? None. Yeah. Harbaugh's going to two. Has he wiped out? Yes, he has. Have they been exposed as frauds? Yes, they have. However, it doesn't change anything. You know, well. I mean, University, uh, MSU, you just, that that was reactionary, happy feet, and they're going to come to regret it. And they go, well, you know, the university didn't pay the guy all the money. It was a couple of the boosters that did. Let's take a look at the NC2A legalities of this. And, oh, by the way, since you're back, Mr. Harbaugh, let's take a look at those NC2A smacks that you got coming at you right now. Yeah. You know, oh, have, about that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pete Carroll Jr., did we forget that there's a couple of oopsies here? Oh, well, he just took out a kid for a hamburger on his own dime. Is that so bad? Yeah, let's really read what NC2A1 goes for. All right. 
We'll sit back. Well, well, they all do it. Okay. Well, then I don't see all their names on an NC2A SmackDown list. I'd see University of Michigan. Let us continue. And besides, I thought they did it. They did it the right way all the time, and they're a pristine, squeaky clean. You know that's what SEC stands for, right? Squeaky clean. <laughs> Yeah, but we're better than that here. Yeah, squeak e clean. <laughs> yeah, squeak e clean. Wait a minute, didn't he play bass in Motown? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm even more impressed, frankly. All right. Well, SEC, yo, you know, but now you got Alabama going crazy. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know. And the funny thing is that you had the same guy, too. You know, who is coaching Alabama right now that used to be at Michigan State, you know, who always had the one eye out for the bigger, better deal? Oh, he sure did. Yeah, he did until he landed here. And then, oh, my God, you know, you guys evidently were putting out enough money. You know, that's why you had a couple of U of M guys rejoined the team because they knew they were going to get more nil money than they were getting if they went to the pros. Yeah. Genius move, boys. <sighs> All right, stay tuned. And, you know, not a word out of Lansing. Nothing. No. No. You know, you don't have anybody. that You're not talking about your three-star recruits, your two-star yeah. recruits, you know, that you can coach them up into something. You know, are, are you, I mean, Kenny, what's your, your thoughts on the coach up at Michigan State for football? I think uh, Mr. Tucker, he was able to uh, put himself into a terrific position financially, and uh, he's happy as a clam, and beyond that, not much going on there. I not agree. Not much going on. I mean, it's he's not he's kind of like a John L. Sullivan right now, not you know, not like a Duffy Doherty, you know. But I mean, he's got paid. What are you gonna do, boys? Yep. You know, you gave me a hundred million bucks. What you gonna do? So, okay, you know, fire me all you want. I'll keep this team. So you know, four win team, whatever. Toss me out. You know, <laughs> I'll thank you as I go. You know, to my. Uh, mailbox every two weeks and get the big check and then go back and watch Beverly Hillbillies again. No, it, it's just... Yeah, job well done. I mean, I put him up in the same thing as Prince Fielder. Job well done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Collect that cash and just, you know, watch Gilligan's Island as much as you can. Count how many times Skipper says little buddy. Have a little drink game for yourself. But yeah, that was kind of a special situation with Prince. Prince really never wanted to come here. And Mr. I grabbed that checkbook and started waving it in front of Mr. Uh, Boris. Yeah. And Boris gets on the phone with Prince and says, "You're gone. We have we have your firstborn." <laughs> you want to see him again? Yeah. Sign, bitch. Yeah. In my in my opinion. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing that goes on with 
that whole LH thing that we've gone over a couple times with before. I mean, you got one star goes down, Illich gets happy feet, Boris smells blood, you know, and says, all right, look, I can get you this guy that normally would cost anybody else about 50 grand, 50 million. Nah, how about let's call it two, 200 million. Dandy. Yeah. You know, give me that pen, boy. You know, okay. What a story. What a heartwarming story this was. A prodigal son comes back. A kid that played in Tiger Stadium as a boy. Has a, a father who was great Tiger here. And gee, wouldn't this be swell there, Mike, if he comes back wearing an English D. And boy, look at that firepower he'll bring over here. And uh, how about uh, two and a million? And just think of all the tickets he's going to sell. Yeah, put the fannies in the seats. You, you make can, this money you back. Can put him, you can put him on the commercial singing, let them see there's pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or have somebody go slip it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a brilliant move. It was, it was one of those great places at the great time, whatever. <laughs> and to be able to sucker through and get him over to, to Texas. Job well done, Mr. D. Oh, boy, yeah. You know, I mean, we actually got something out of it for two years, even though we had to scoop up his contract. Thank you, second baseman. But he actually could do something. You know, then we could actually put Miguel back at first base where he doesn't belong. And, boy, we did great guns after that, didn't we? Yeah, but if you compare it to the mess we have, you know, America Park today. Oh, you know, you look at you look at last year, and last year was a, a, a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. charitably. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, what changes have we made? Well, we basically <laughs> have the same hitters coming back. Yeah, but look at the all stars they signed. Broken down rotation, and the uh, uh, the, the strength of this team to the extent that it was a strength, was the bullpen. And since then, we've gotten rid of who? Well, we got rid of Chafin. We got rid of Fulmer. We got rid of um, uh, Jimenez. And now we get rid of Soto, who was, for all intents and purposes, your closer. Your all-star. And we got and we got back, what? Hello? Crickets chirping. Nobody home. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, but they got they signed a strikeout machine, some guy that played three innings in the major leagues before he had to go to Tommy John, and ever since then has a six-point-something ERA. Boy, we couldn't wait to get the ink pen out and get that contract dry. Yeah, but you know what? It comes down to this, because uh, ERA is really a... Um it's an anachronism. It doesn't mean that much because we get better statistics today to tell the whole story. And when you look at the, oh, oh oops, um, never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you going, man? Because that was his best stat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oops. Yeah, I mean, really, but Don't then... Worry. I have I have every bit of confidence in the new Tigers brain trust because there's so much better than the previous regime. Just look at all the great moves. Uh, yeah. Um, look, a squirrel. Here's a, here's everything that you need to know. You have, I, I, right now you have a really shitty rotation. 
and now you made your bullpen the worst ever. And so what do you do? You bring in the fences. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? You want to put those fences out to Alkaline Drive in Cochran. You want to put that thing way, way, way out there. You know, you want to make that Chevrolet fall down onto the road because you want to put the wall way back there. You don't bring in the wall when you when you got a pitching staff that can serve up nothing but gopher balls. I don't understand it. I mean, frankly, I don't understand what's going on. And it's not like Harris has come out and really told us what's going on. No. He's just doing stuff. And it's like, going to... Yeah, I don't know. And it's got to be like, like I got to be relevant here. You know, we're not in the newspapers or anything, so we better make a signing quick. Boy, who is on the line? Good, whoever he is, it's ours. You know, is he less than 20000 a year? Sign him. Okay. Well, you know, it's the old good news, bad news story. The good news is he didn't cost us anything. The bad news is that's what he's worth. Yeah, so not only is it a wash, it's a waste of money. You could take these $20,000 guys. Yeah. You know, and, and he brings these guys in, and then within two weeks, he, he waves them. Yeah, I mean, he gets the Eisenman disease. Let's wave everybody, shall we? Yeah. And, are, are you figuring that one out yet with Eisenman? The best guess that I have is that what he did is he waived Nadelkovich to get his money off of the cap because he's going to be taking on a, a bad contract at the wire at the uh, trade deadline in order to get more capital. It's the only thing that I can think of that would make sense. Other than that, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, because and I keep saying that. I keep saying that you know, over and over and over again. You know, we're supposed to be making all this progress, and what do we see? Most of these franchises, I go, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, I, and the funny thing is that we don't have a GM in this town that comes out and talks anymore. You know, yeah, or, yeah. or even managers that come out and talk. I mean, Sparky, give him a marshmallow, and he'd give you an hour. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, Scotty, not so much, but Scotty never did anyway. Scotty was his own little toot, toot, toot kind of thing. But um, Chuck Daly would be more than happy to talk to you, you know? Yeah. If, if you set him up kind of thing, and then you're, you know, revolve the big buck. <laughs> yeah. why, t why talk to him at all? But it, it's just interesting that you're right. All these things you scratch your head with, it's like you have this big deal sniper. I mean, here's the new code word for you're being waived. Hey, we're going to send you down to Grand Rapids for a couple of weeks to get yourself in shape. That means yeah. you're gone. That means you're waived. You know, and you're not yeah, coming you, back. You are histoire. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like, don't worry, guys. You know, this won't hurt. Okay. You know, so why, I mean, because people are going, well, you know, that Iceman, he's just being tough guy. If you ain't performing, you're out of here. Um, yeah, okay, but the optics are pretty bad when you have somebody that yeah. says, look, I need help. 
you know, and I got to go through rehab. Oh, okay, great. You went through rehab. God bless you, son. All right, we're here with you every step of the way. We know how tough that is. Let's send you down to Grand Rapids for a couple of games. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, well, we knew you are going to, you know, clear waivers. No one's going to take that $5 million. It's like, huh. yeah, they could have, but what are you telling people? Hey, look, no matter how screwed up you are, keep with the team. Otherwise, you could be gone. Uh, okay. And if you think that Helberg is like a better goaltender than what you have in Grand Rapids right now, could be up for debate. Yeah. You know, I don't see it. Yeah. As, as much as I like the components on the Red Wings, I do like, you know, uh, a lot of the, those team guys. God help us if we got to give them another year, you know. But it beats out going out in the first round in four games to Boston. <laughs> Anybody in the blue and white that you have in mind? <laughs> yeah, but look how good they're doing, though, right now. I know. I mean, look, they, they actually are in line to make the playoffs. Yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, they, I, you know, let's set the Wayback Machine, shall we? You know? Yeah. But good luck, Leafs. You know, yay for you guys. Um, it, it was almost like that where they were talking about how, and this always amazes me, did you see in the media and that there was actually this week about your Detroit Lions, you know, folks that is like, Detroit deserved to be there. They do, You know, they could have played better. They could have won that game. Yeah, they didn't deserve to be there. No, they couldn't have won that game. You know, if they could have been there, they would have been there. What a loser town this sounds like when you get idiots that go, oh, they could have beat, you know, they they could have put up a better fight than Seattle did. No. Well, you know, you know it, it, it's even spilling over. Because now you have, you know, the NFL came out and they apologized. Yeah, don't now do you that. got the national media starting to participate. And it's like, no, don't touch that. It's poison. Don't yep. go there. Yep. But, you know, we I, I've said before that, you know, the fans of this town are suffering from PTSD from all <laughs> the losing over and over. When I touched on this last week, it's the last... The last time we had a team with a winning record, yeah, a winning record, meaning above 500, was yeah. the Lions 2017. Yeah, now 2023. Yeah, and you look at the uh, <clears throat> you look at the Red Wings, the last season they had a winning record was 2014-15. Yeah, I mean, after a while, after a while, you just get pounded and pounded and pounded by the losing records over and over and over again. And you get to the point where you're like the dog, where you go to pet the dog and the dog puts its head down. Oh, you know, the funny thing. So so now we are seeing euphoria because the lions look halfway competent one year, which which would you compare to the other teams? You're going, yeah, maybe, But you know what, guys? What have they won? You you had nothing. 
You've had one season where you had one game over 500. You didn't win the division. You You didn't do anything. You had half a season of success. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Boy, I'm glad glad you picked that out, you know, Kenny. It's because they go, in the last seven games, look, you know, and then they show, like, the Lions were, like, the best, and then there's all these other teams. Yeah, okay, let's put the mirror up and go, let's see the first eight games. What was Detroit doing then? You know, so if you're going to show the last, show the front. Reminds me of Brad Osmus when he was managing the Tigers, and he'd come out after the game and he'd say, "Well, you know, other than the three home runs the guy gave up, he threw a good game." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blashell was almost the same way. You know, I know we gave up twelve goals, but we're we're you know following the process. No, yeah. no. You know, the the funny thing is that AJ does the same damn thing. You know, if we could have got out of that second inning, we would have won that game. You know, it, yeah, but the second inning, you guys gave up 12 fucking runs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, after that, we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> after that, we, we, we got our act yeah. together, yeah. You know, how impressed are you with AJ, by the way? Not. Okay. Then we're in agreement. I mean, there there's... He's made nobody better yet, you know, and a, this fabulous manager, you know, you, you as part of management, you're supposed to make at least one person better, you know, show that you, you know, you could elevate the team, do what you can. You don't bring back Castro's to throw in the eighth and ninth inning. That's, oh, God, love us. That's banned this and year, you know, isn't it? And here's, here, here's the thing. We could say that. You know, the, the built-in excuses that the players that he had on the roster were not better, shall we say, betterable. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the basic material of them being better wasn't there. I'll agree with that. And I've said that all along, that, you know, basically what Mr. Avila was doing was just shoveling shit on us and calling it, uh, you know, calling it honey. But, uh, boy, it sure as hell wasn't. No, but uh, when it comes right down to it, though, that all you're going to tell me that this manager that we have, Mr. Uh, uh, Hinch, he's a great manager. Boy, he re- based on what? Yeah, I mean, based on I mean, you can tell me that, and I, I'm pretty much used to the idea that our sports teams are going to lie to us and you know, pull smoke up our ass every day of the week, but. At all. You're going to tell me something like that. Well, what are you pointing to to show me? What do you? What's the evidence? Well, there isn't any. Well, it's the what could have, should have, might have. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we have a football team in this town that's done that to us for fifty-something uh, years. And, yeah. And you know, if you're willing to swallow that crap, well, go ahead. But I'll count me out. You know, I'm trying to think, Kenny, and especially with baseball being a forte of yourself, you know, if we just focus in on Tigers, you know, how many managers came to Detroit that won big everywhere else but did not win here? Billy Martin comes to play, comes to mind. You know, I think Sparky was the only one that really 
came in, and it took him some time. People don't remember that. You know, he just like, they go, hey, Les Moss, <laughs> see that parking lot? Be in it. Hey, Sparky, come over here. You know, I mean, it wasn't Sparky didn't come in and turn it around that season or the next season. He yeah. was hired during the 1979 season. Yeah, so it he took... won in 1984. That's four and a half years. Right. Yeah, so that was, you know, it, it wasn't... I think people thought or remember it to be instantaneous. And it wasn't. Nope. It was a grind, nope. man. You know? You okay. had people... You had players that didn't buy into Sparky's yeah. uh, doing things like Bruce Fields and... Uh, the uh, Sparky's uh, famous uh, line was "My way or the highway," and several of them hit the highway. I'm trying to think of how many world championships Bruce Fields have won. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out, did it? No, not much. You know, it's like okay, so. Um, yeah, I mean, people forget there. Even though there was some excitement, some blips on the on the map, and and that's the difference between the Tigers between '68 and '84. There were some blips on the maps between Hither and Yarn, where it seems lately with the uh, folks in the blue and orange, you don't. I I don't remember any kind of like a Fidrich popping up or somebody. You know, that can actually look like they're incredibly good at, at their position. So you would watch anyways. There's just no excitement. It's boring. Yeah. It, it's absolutely boring. Now, this year, the though. Team is boring. The, the, the sport is boring. Yeah, Everything's boring. gotten boring. Sport's not boring, but you've got a really bad. Uh, Owner head honcho there, you know. I mean, really, you're going to put a shot clock in there now? Oh God, why? You know, I mean, why don't you just bring the bases in closer? Because and that means the guy will run faster to the base, and you'll have more base runners there. All right, I mean, it's faster to the like base, a, get to the base quicker. It's almost like a shootout, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like. Baseball desperately wants to become the NFL. You know, we'll change mm -hmm. rules, change rules, change rules. No. The difference between that, that little street that's between Co-America and Ford Field is immense. You know, on one side you have the NFL Rules Committee that changes every flipping year. Baseball is based on, and we totally accept, and we like the idea that Mr. Doubleday got it mostly correct. Eric's fine. I go to a baseball game to hang out. I know I have time. You know, if you really think that because a football game's got a clock or any kind of major sports has a clock, all the clocks in all the sports go for one hour. How long does an NFL game go? How long does an NHL game go for? way past that hour. So who are you yeah. fooling, boys? You know, considering how many timeouts you have at the end, especially in football, how many TV timeouts you got? You know, how you know it'd be interesting if the intern was anywhere around. What is the average length of an NFL game? 
It's about three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. What's the average yeah. length of a Major League Baseball game? The same? About three and a half hours. Yeah, okay. So what the... Then people go, oh, baseball goes on forever. It's the same time frame, boys. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, the whole thing with... With baseball is you can get your hot diggity dog, you know, you get your best gal next to you, you know, put your feet up on, on, you know, one of the bolster things and watch the game. Fall asleep by the third or fourth inning. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) It's okay. We like that you have to pitch this way. We know we don't want a stupid guy starting on second base to hurry the game along, hurry the game along. No, you're giving up a free run back there, and it's an artificial run. So what, yep. you know, and now you got a shot clock coming. You know, now I understand you're trying to figure out how you can get away with umpires. Umpires, except for Angel, whatever his name is, is, yeah. you know, it's a part of the gig. We get it. We understand it. You know, if you're not selling this game to the millennials, then it's your fault, MLB, for not showing them why your sport is, you know, a really great sport. It's amazing. Yeah, that's right. Just come to drag racing. Yep. We, we, you know, <laughs> we'll show you why. However, you know, it that's kind of like Major League Baseball. How much money have you signed with uh, TV? You know, nowhere near the NFL, but damn close. You know, I mean, as opposed to... NBA and NHL combined are licking their chops unless, you know, because now it's like kind of in in money for revenue on TV. It's the NFL, baseball, LSU gymnastics, and then probably the NBA. You know, because I don't know why this chick <laughs> on the LSU gymnast team she made over $2 million. She ain't spectacular in our view. You know, maybe she does what she... But nobody's ever heard of her until she posed for pictures. Okay. Here's a story. Most gymnasts, gymnasts that we have seen, female-wise, they always have a strange butt, and they always have, like, a curvature of the back in all these pictures. You know, they may be wonderful folks and all that stuff, but this is not something where you just went hot. You know, I don't know how many Playboy pictures had gymnasts in them, but then again, we're looking at just the physicality of it. But that's what this one woman is basing herself on. She's not talking about how great she did in math and how wonderful she is in the community. It's like, look at these pictures of me. And then when you had the audacity to have all these guys show up and say, hey, we really, well, you're hot. Can you look my direction? And then she freaks out. You know, yeah. what did you think you were going to do? You know? It's it's a it's a cute sport and it's damn hard to do. And there's no way that I could do that. Even though I do want to know how they can just jump in place and do like a perfect circle. That that to me is fascinating how that's done. But it, it's like all right already. Let's move on from her. Pretty soon, you know, and she's another nil person. Gymnasts never made two million dollars in. <laughs> In college, they didn't make $2 million on the pro rank. You know, I mean, gymnasts are cute every four years at the Olympics, but even the Olympics are losing their luster. 
Do you know where yes, they're going to be are. next time around? No idea. Uh, Livonia. No idea, and I don't, and I can't say that I really care. <laughs> See how that's going? See, your generation boomers are, are really, you know, they were the last bastion to keep um, the Olympics alive. If the Olympics mm-hmm. did not show up next year, next decade, next whatever, nobody would care. I, I, I yeah. think that's, I don't know who uh, it appeals to anymore. Certainly not America, no. in our opinion. No. Yeah. You know? I think the biggest problem you have with the Olympics is, frankly, the way that it's been handled over the years. You know, you just get to the point where you say, okay, it's all about our country versus these other countries, and these other countries are who again? Yeah, it used right. to be we had the big, bad so-and-sos from here and there, and nowadays it's like, well, you know what? We're buying all of our shit from them. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get too mad at it. We'll cut off, they'll cut off my supply of uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, we don't have Jesse Owens versus the Nazis anymore. That was kind of the whole epitome. And then everybody takes a look at Brazil and all these other countries that went broke having the Olympics at their place. And then China Mm -hmm. gets it twice or, or Russia gets it twice. And then it's like, what? You know, but then what country can afford what the IOC wants you to build? And then they now they build before like Montreal, you know, you had, you know, how long did the Expos play there? You know, now you build the most flimsiest of stadiums, you know, just like a movie set. Make it look good for the opening ceremonies and then be able to take it down in 3 weeks. Nobody yeah. nobody can afford the Olympics anymore. I mean, the people yeah. even to send people to the Olympics is crazy money. Yeah. And remember, and I think, Kenny, you probably you do, that when the Olympics, back in the day, would win and win a couple of gold medals and stuff, you would have commercials, you would have Wheaties, you know, you would have, you know, some kind of, you know, flag-waving moment, and then you turn to be, you know, whatever you want to wear, whatever you identify with years afterward. Okay. Yeah. You know, but now... Name anybody, I mean, Cassius Clay, quote-unquote, you know, from Louisville, came out of the Olympics. All right, Ali, who has come out, you know, from the Olympics? I shouldn't say come out with Jenner, but who has has come out from the uh, Olympics in the last maybe three Olympics that you remember? Where's the Mary Lou Rettons, you know? Where's the Kamenichas? Where is all this stuff? It's not there. And you can't build up one of those up-close-and-personal stories. People don't care, especially when you have the best events are either tape-delayed. We already know who won because of the Internet. You know, you don't have Jim McKay there. It's like it's not even good. And then you spread it all around. It's just not on ABC anymore. You spread it around to all these other cable networks. Who is tuning in? Yeah, and, you know, let's face it. <clears throat> we, the biggest issue 
in my opinion, is it just became so damn commercialized. Yeah. And it's all about the money. And, you know, the idea of the amateur who's struggling to be for the for the sport and the glory. No, no, nobody cares about that anymore. Nobody believes it. It's all bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest events of the Olympics was the Miracle on Ice in 80. You know, you can't yeah. get that anymore because you have literally NHL players going. What does that prove? You know, you have the same, you have the dream team in basketball that, you know, sports that Americans understand, you know, it's like we're just seeing another all-star game, and to see all-star NHL guys beat up on Lithuania doesn't thrill me. I'm not staying up to 3 a.m. to see this. It means nothing. It's like the people who stay up late for the world. The rest of the world watches it. America doesn't watch it. Okay. And if you want to see, and if you want to see uh, hockey players from Lithuania, if they're any good, they're already over here. <laughs> that is true. There's nothing, and nothing exotic about watching a hockey player from Lithuania. Boy, oh boy, Kenny, you just hit it on the head. There is nothing exotic about the Olympics anymore, in our opinion. No. There's nothing, and that used to be the biggest curiosity. You know, a bunch of no-names, are someone's going to come out of this Olympics being, you know, a Madison Avenue hero. And mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, do you get any pride that, you know, Billy Bob Smith won uh, competitive bull riding, you know, won a gold medal? I mean, seriously, from Mark Spitz backwards, you or forwards, I should say, you probably can't remember anybody. It's kind of like a Miss American pageant. That used to be, oh, sit down and watch to see, you know, the swimsuit competition, a bunch of horny guys, you know. <laughs> However, you know, and then the joke's on you because there's always a one-piece bathing suit, and it's like, what the fuck is this? But they're wearing yeah. high heels, so, okay, you get a pass. But no, can you remember? I mean, they used to be, you know, Beth Meyerson and the whole nine yards. That used to be the the Burt Park things. Here she is, Miss America, you know, and whatever little blue-eyed, blonde-haired, whatever who could play a harp and a clarinet at the same time. Okay, and you you did you could care less about what the last question was because you just wanted to see the evening gown, and it's like. Where's the rack? You know, where's the butt? Okay, next. But nobody cares. I mean, they had a Miss America. They have Miss World, Miss Universe, all those things gone because people are like, really? Seriously? And if you ever see like one of those A&E kind of things where you see the stage moms, you know, what happened to all the beauty pageants? Same thing that happened to the Olympics. And boy, Kenny, you could not have hit it any better. There, it's not exotic anymore. Nobody cares anymore. These are package TV deals that are from a terrifically different era, and kind of some. And the Olympics thing is kind of sad, you know, because it was to see the the individual guy, you know, somebody that you know somebody because they always tried out somebody from Kenya that would go up and down mountains, you know, in his bare feet, you know, while lions were chasing after him or something. You know, I mean, it was a cute story. There's some stuff, you know, some kid from Mudlick, Kentucky, who was a weightlifter kind of thing, and he's out in a barn at 3 a.m. after slapping the pigs or whatever they do. You know, and I was at a barn Saturday, man. I'm telling you, 
tip of the hat to any farmer, anybody, anybody does stuff with horses and pigs and goats and whatever. That's yay you. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but, you know, let's face it. <clears throat> let's face it, though. When, uh, you know, back in the day, you, you know, lots of things were exotic that are commonplace. You know, for example, porn. You know, it used to be <laughs> the, the, the guy, the guy, you know, the young man would go down to the uh, the corner store and he bring the uh, bring the magazine back wrapped in uh, paper bag. Right now, what do you got to do to see porn? You just go visit uh, Paul. Visit <laughs> <Is it> who? <laughs> huh? Visit who? Visit Polly. Polly. Okay. No, uh, yeah, but I, I mean the whole thing is that you're right. Anybody that can use a mouse can see all kinds of porn. You know, Paul's probably yeah. out there right now working his charities that he does for for the orphans. But it's yeah. it's there. You're right. I mean, we were talking about this the other day. You don't have a Raquel Welsh anymore. You don't have a John Wayne anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have a Bobby Unser, Richard Petty anymore. You don't have like these or Bob Hopes or whatever, George Carlin's. You don't have these icons that it's like, or even down to Michael Jackson. Oh, boy, that guy could dance like Michael Jackson. Anybody who was a good dancer, boy, I could dance like Michael Jackson. You know, every generation had one. There hasn't been any icons for a very, very long time here. You know, for all kinds of different reasons. True that. You know. True that. And you're right. Yeah. I, mean, I think Roger Gregg was over here the other day from Ireland, and it was, you know, every, and I think it's almost a boomer thing, I think, you know, that you'd yeah. be walking in the woods by Butcher Woods or something, and you would see a old pulped-up uh, page from a magazine that had a little bit of dirt on it, but it's like, hey, look, there's a quarter of a boob here. You know, it's like somebody ripped up a Playboy. You're right. I mean, this generation, you know, these kids nowadays, they got it so easy. I mean, you didn't have to have the sweaty palms getting up to try to, you know, get that Playboy that was behind the counter. You know, I mean, can you think about it? Playboy. Playboy, who in the 60s and 70s was like waist up. I should say 60s. You know, mostly was all waist up. And you were sweating it out trying to ask that guy for the Playboy. You know, now if you got a mouse, <laughs> you can see, just go to Pornhub and holy Lord. You know, not like we've been on there or anything, but what they tell us, <laughs> to wrap it back up word again. Word on the street. Yeah, yeah, word on the street is they got all kinds of, it's almost amazing where it all comes from. You know, there there seems to be an endless supply where before, you know, Playboy, and then you could even play it off. Well, I'm there for the articles. Well, I'm there for the All-American Playboy Big Ten, you know, preview. Okay. And it was. They had I'm some. The, I'm there for the interviews. Some of the interviews are outstanding. I mean, they were really, you know, now that we're past tense and now that we're not just trying to cover, a lot of the stuff was actually really good reading, you know, but, of course, as soon as you got there, you went for the first pictorial, then the centerfold, then the last pictorial, you know, until you got hip and then got went to Penthouse, you know, because Penthouse showed everything, you know. But they, they didn't have 
other photographers weren't half as good as Playboy. I mean, Playboy could really, I mean, it's, it's, it's some of those, it's a tip of the hat because there's some of them, unless you're Barbie Benton, a lot of those women did not look like those photos, you know. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't know how the hell we got off to porn, but anyways. <laughs> you know. You're talking about the Olympics. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I see the direct correlation. Yeah, you yeah. know, they say sex sells, right? You know, you get the gymnasts out there and they're doing the, or the girls volleyball. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know who, who I think is the most shameless of all that is beach volleyball. Yes. There is no reason for those women to wear, you know, two Band-Aids and a cork. There really isn't, because I don't think the yeah, guys do. <laughs> yeah, there is. You married men, you. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's because of the articles. Yeah, well. Read the articles. Yeah, uh-huh. It really was. <laughs> in Playboy, I could say it really was the articles. I mean, I mean, it, it was everything. I mean, for your $3.50, and the thing was heavier than any social studies book you've ever carried in eighth grade, you know, I mean, it was something to look forward to. You look forward to every single month. What is there to look forward to when you click a mouse? I mean, you get to the point and you go, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, especially when we went through that whole era of the 90s when all those implants were being put in. P.S. Women, we know what an implant looks like and we know what it feels like and we know that it's, you know, eh, we know that you're a time bomb right now because some of these things were not cool and you guys didn't pay the extra money. You got the Walmart versions that look like you put two dinner plates in you, you know, and filled it up to 40 PSI. It's like, now what? God love you, folks, you know. Anyways, again, how did we drift over to there? <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing was that as much as you were so cavalier, and you, you meaning editorially speaking, you, you know, people picked up Playboys. Think about all the thousand, thousands of magazines there. I mean, if you went down to, like, High Society or Hustler or Jugs or 44 Plus or all these magazines, you know, it was like, wow, spend wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would not probably say that I bought jugs for the articles. <laughs> you know, because there's there's some. Depends on what you mean by articles, I think. <laughs> well, there, there, there's a, a bunch of women there from some kind of trailer park in, in Tennessee, you know, huh. that uh, made a fairly decent living there. I mean, you kind of almost just. And now that you're older, you look at the old pictures and you go. Where'd they get that end table? <laughs> That's well, what you know. For a worthy cause, she was saving money up for dentures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, because you, you kind of sometimes go into that fallacy thingy about strip clubs, and I really think yeah. that we got it over on women when it comes to strip clubs, because they think that this thing is some kind of ultra sex den you know that you can't do without it and like all the women you know that the women that don't go into the to the strip clubs are intimidated because it must be you must be like uber hot to be a stripper and then uh-huh. when you kind of you know you you, you kind of pat them on the head and go now now there you know those some of those women are just disgusting looking and they are <laughs> they yeah. are 
You know, if you were hot whatsoever, you wouldn't be doing there. I mean, yeah, there's some that are talented, but none that you would remember the names. I mean, you, you always had that one pal that would always go in after he got his check from Ford Stamping, go down there and blow it all at the Duchess because Mercedes said, oh, I really love you. Uh, thanks for your money. Next! No. It's. I think that it's a rite of passage from like 24 to 27. That's the golden age of going to strip clubs if you go. But considering yeah. how, I mean, did you ever go to John John's? Yeah. I, I mean, previously before you married Debbie because you wouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, isn't it funny? The older you get, the more you get the longer disclaimer. I would never go there because of the, yeah. you know. But I mean, yeah. and, and matter of fact, we should almost get Greg here, another CKWI Radio 76 guy, who is actually a, a personal security or whatever bouncers are called. You know, they're the most restricted. You sit in your chair and you don't move. You know, you, you don't get close to the stage. You don't make a move on the chick. You know, I mean, at one time, if, 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 you know, and that's later in life, if you got a lap dance, your hands had to be point, your fingers had to be pointed towards the floor. No touching, no grabbing, no circulating, no nothing. You know, and, and let me tell you, friends, lap dances are, it, it's kind of like, um, uh, I, I, it's maybe we shouldn't. You know what? Maybe we're screwing up. Maybe we sh we shouldn't say how really strip clubs are. Maybe we should say, yeah, they're the most fantastic things of all time. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, keep it. You know, keep the women at bay there. But I mean, really, any guy that is worth his salt, you go through. You know, you, you're done paying your your twenty dollars to park at John John's, even though you could park it yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, because remember that street? I forgot the street that John Jones was on, the side street. It, it was lined up to Butcher Junior High because nobody wanted to pay the 20 bucks, you know, to, to park there. And then when you went in, I mean, beers were, you know, 10-ounce beers were 10 bucks. And so, yeah, yeah. Slip, slip, sip slowly. And then I don't know anybody that ventured up to the stage, I, evidently we know a lot, but I mean, when you, not this time because you were smart enough, but I mean, did you go through that era when all your friends were doing the uh, strip club thing for the bachelor party? Uh, no, not really. Make it up if you have to. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're so damn glad that it's not you that's getting married because they'd always go, hey, Dave's getting married. Why don't we bring him up here on stage? Give him a big round of applause. You know, and they'd have some, you know, Dave would go up there, you know, and the chicks would unbutton his shirt and all that stuff, and we'd be applauding and stuff going, thank God that ain't us up there. You know? and then, but then again, the one thing that... that and this goes back to the article things. Really, there's some really good food at, <laughs> at strip clubs. <laughs> I mean, you can get, you know, surf and turf for 18, 20 bucks. You know, still the beers are 10, but still, if you just went in, yeah, honest, honey, I'm just going in for the food. You know, honest, I'm just reading the articles. Oh. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, if they had TVs back in the day at a strip club, I'd be watching that as opposed to the performers. But, you know, <laughs> they're giving them their all, especially if you ever... Did you ever go to the Sale Inn? Where? The Sale Inn. It, it was like this little yeah. dumpy place uh, a little bit north of Selfridge. No. Yeah, I guess no, I got to be... We're walking a fine line here, considering that Deb has big ears. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, yes, I'm sure you wouldn't have gone there, but maybe a friend oh, that no, looked we, like no, you. never, yeah. <laughs> nope. I might have passed by there on my way to church, but that was about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, really, the only Louise I was with was St. Louise, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh God! And it's so funny. But again, there was that that whole little twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. When you're the man of the world, you know, and this was going to be it. And then you kind of just outgrow strip clubs. Um, yeah. And then you get back into sports, which is what we should be doing. All right. So um, <laughs> hockey coming up. We're looking at uh, a couple of winning streaks. Detroit looked horrible yesterday. Yes. You know, and I don't know. You get rid of Larkin. You know, I mean, put Chariot a, as your captain. I think by far you you'd go a lot further. You know, it's like Larkin is is at best an assistant at best. You know, I don't see any team leadership there. I don't see. You know, I mean, it's now time for Patuzzi. You know, when is what do they got? Another six weeks before trade deadline. Yeah. All right, can yeah, you it's coming up pretty soon? Can you find another Shanahan? You know. Oh boy, yeah. that's that's what this team needs. Yeah, it needs another Shanahan. It needs another veteran who is gritty. <laughs> can we get past that term, gritty? You know. Yeah. You can know, you, I will say one thing though. I think you know it's taken this coach a while to really get a handle on what's going on with this team but i was very pleased to see when he split up the charat uh cider combo and he puts wallman with uh with uh cider and it looked a lot better yeah i like charat a lot can't see there's a lot of results showing from it yet but yeah but that's numbers you know yeah i think charat honest to god there's your captain I think that guy, he is just all, to me, he's all world, all hustle, you know, doesn't take any gruff, no grief, and he can really light it. That is your captain. You know, Larkin is, has had the job long enough, done nothing, you know. I mean, he didn't, I mean, has Larkin elevated his game for all the years no, that you've been there? Well. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you've had two captains now that have been highly ineffective. So you kind of go, okay, I think maybe you're missing the... I think you tried out Larkin as your captain because, well, he's always been that. But you have... I mean, jeez, Wallman, where are you coming from, son? Are you on a contract well, here? Let's just wait and see what's happening because, uh, you know, that um, Larkin's not signed. Bye. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't think he brings you a second rounder. You know, I I can't imagine who you would get because the whole thing about Larkin was his jet ski speed, and I don't think he has it anymore. 
He's he's fast, but I don't think he's got that that where'd he go kind of speed that he had X number of years ago. It just physically doesn't happen that way. You know, well, you know, it's like the old saying goes, he used to be fast, now he's only half fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, really, do you think, Kenny, that he's peaked already? Could be. It very well could be. I'm, you know, and again, you look at his age, he's what, 26, 27? Yeah, so he's, he's entering his prime, but, you know, he, they've shown that statistically you bring these guys on board as free agents about that age, and that's about when they peak. Yeah. And then you start slow decline. That's why I'm not a fan of necessarily breaking the bank to bring in these older free agents. And I'm just wondering if maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, he's had some health issues along the way. And, you know, maybe that has slowed him down and worn him down a bit. But there's there's nothing. There, there's no there there. You know, if he scores all these goals, he scores after it's 4-1, 5-1. You know? No, that doesn't take – it's not much of a weight the way it's been going. I mean, yeah. you get down four or five. You get put down four or five goals in the first period. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because they have these sputters where they look good and then they lose three. But you're right. Your coach, Uncle Fester, there, he doesn't seem like he puts up with a lot. You know, you're not going to float like you did with Blash. And gee, by the way, yeah. Blash, where'd you get that other NHL job? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, uh-huh. God bless you. Um, interesting though. So that's we'll keep an eye. You know, honestly, guy. You know, the thing was that when you're talking about the exoticness of the uh, Olympics, and we got to go back to that. You had. I was thinking about it, as we faded back in our discussions. We've had we've been in three different studios. CK has since we've had yeah. a winning Detroit team, and we still don't have one. You know, it's a- well, here's a couple. Here's a couple of things for you. This kind of blew my mind. The uh, the uh, uh, NFC North. Yeah. The uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an NFC North title more more recently than the Lions. Tampa Bay's been out of the division since 2001. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, good Lions fans, I'll give you another one. Please do, There's won't you? There's never been a playoff game played in Ford Field. No, but there's been a Super Bowl. True. Okay. But never, we have never, the Lions have never hosted a playoff game in Ford Field. Yeah, but see, Ford Field to some people still feels new. If you would say they never did one in the Silverdome. Uh-huh. Which would be interesting. I mean, have they? Well, you'd have to. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah. Did one. One. Yep. Yeah, okay. So never in Ford Field, never in Tiger Stadium, Briggs Stadium, but one. One. One at. Uh, God, you know, and the funny thing is you flash back to some of those pictures where the last days of the Silver Dome, when things were like growing through the. You know, the field and stuff. God, you just look at that thing and you go, let's check the box of so many things that were just wrong 
with this place. Just wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew because at the time everything was space age. You know, the Teflon yeah. top. How space age was that? You know, the full concrete floor. <laughs> 80,000 people. 80,000. You know, 80,000 plus, depending where you're at. You know, uh, probably the thing they got right was opening up with Elvis. That was cool. Uh, that was neat. I mean, your biggest claim to fame, really, is WrestleMania. So, I mean... Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's... Or, or the fighting that... <laughs> In the Silver Dome, the legendary fights that were in the the uh, stadium, it's in the stands. My mistake. Yeah. I mean, they were legendary. It's really too bad that the internet wasn't heavy duty back then, because you would just have so many YouTube fights from live from <laughs> the Silver Dome. Yeah, they're playing a football game over here, but look at these two jobs just whapping the hell out of each other. Ta. All right. Football, baseball, uh, basketball, anything? Nothing. Yeah, really. Bigger nothing than Zero. nothing. Yeah, but guess what? They get to go to France, and they're bringing 200 of staff and players, and players' loved ones are all going to France, you know, this week. That's why they don't play to Thursday. Okay. And yeah. then uh, one of the players can't play because he lost his uh, – passport and you're looking for it and don't worry we'll find it yeah okay like, yeah you know you're dealing you're dealing with teenage kids what could possibly go wrong oh, yeah i don't know not yeah and you're bringing girlfriends <laughs> wives and kids okay yeah. what could go wrong in france you're bringing you know what the lions went across the pond they didn't bring with the team they didn't bring 200 people yeah. Honest to huh. God, what a, is this a field trip for you guys? You know, so you can get blown out 142 to 115? Evidently. Wait till Mr. Gores gets the bill. Yeah, but how much is the NBA going to pick up for this? Because, you know, they're trying to build the brand nationwide or worldwide. Why the hell are you taking the Pistons? Yeah. Huh. You know, are, are they the, the last or are they the second to last still? I think they're third from last now. What? When did they win? Yeah. I don't remember oh, them winning. Like, games along the way. It should be almost. I mean, it's like, look, guys, it's amazing. And look where Cleveland is. Cleveland used to be on the skids, you know, and they wrote, got the ship sailing again, you know. What the hell? But evidently, it takes a long time to rebuild, you know. Evidently not. Even though we have two number one picks... Okay. Well, it takes them, you know, that we have injuries. We have this, we have that, we have nothing. You've had nothing. I mean, you, it's just like, ask Detroit fans, sport fans, uh, hey, see the Pistons? Oh, oh yeah. They still playing at the Palace? <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing for you. I, I'm sorry, basketball fans, that you had to go find another team in another city. I don't know who, not Indiana. You know, and, and that's another floater. How does the Pacers just constantly, year after year after year, become seven games over 500 and do nothing forever? Yeah. You know, they're always like the Minnesota Vikings. They're always like that second place team that's just about ready but never really does it. Talking about the Vikings, ta-da! Hey, frauds. 
This is, I mean, yeah. it's like the lights turned on and the roaches started to run. This team was not a 13 game. I mean, she's oh Pete. If, was that not a Kirk Cousins game to you, Kenny? Well, it was certainly was not a, a, a one o'clock game on a Sunday afternoon. So that automatically meant, uh oh, trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it yeah, was. He doesn't, he, doesn't do, he doesn't do well other than um, uh, Sunday afternoons at one. Well, he doesn't do good. You know, I mean, you, the, I think, and I got to take a look at this. I think uh, the Vikings' defense was slightly below Detroit's, way below Detroit's. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the only reason why, if they would have had a decent defense, they could have held on. You know, but still, you mm-hmm. got Kirk Cousins, who's you know. He's a reputable name, and he's a serviceable dude, and that's about it. And people go gaga about the guy. Now you've, you you yeah. saw. I mean, if you go back to some sports authorities, you you heard us say that Minnesotas were frauds. I mean, they were worse yeah. than the UCLA fraud of a couple of years ago. They had no reason to be there because they lucked out on so many, you know, every time they play a team, their quarterback, starting quarterback would get hurt or they didn't have half a team or somebody got down with sickness or whatever. They lucked out everywhere they went. Or somebody would fumble the damn ball on the goal line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but, I mean, see, that was (sighs) morons right now are doing that. Well, let's see now. You know, if we beat... You know, Green Bay, who beat uh, the Cowboys, who beat... We should be playing for the Super Bowl right now. You know, how how you do that weird weaving of, let's say we beat them, they beat so-and-so, so therefore we deserve to be... I have some advice to our uh, wonderful Lions fans out there. Stop doing that. Now. Just stop. Now. What you want to do is you want to look at this team and say, I know what I see, and what I see is encouraging, and you damn well better produce on the field. I don't want to hear all this crap about, well, we almost made it, but we didn't, and, you know, you you know, you know, carry the five and you bring the two over here, and, gee, we just lost out on the math. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, gee, well, it was the game over there in the L.A., where the uh, the referee blew the call. No, 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 no. What you expect of this team going forward is that they live up to they live up to the hype. Yeah. You know, their hype is we're going to come in, we're going to kick the doors in, we're going to bite the knee, burn our way in, and we're going to shove it up your nose. Yeah. Well, live up to it, guys. We're waiting. We're watching. You're on the clock. Yeah, and that's amazing. Well, we could have gave them a better fight than Seattle did. All right, let's set the Wayback Machine and talk reality. You lost to Seattle. Henceforth, Seattle on that given day was better than you. You know, okay, there there is no discussion. That ends now. You know, if yeah, you didn't you didn't earn your way into that game. No, no, no. You're talking about oh, if 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 no, no ifs. Go in, kick the door down, you know, open the fridge, drink their beer, eat their food, <laughs> yeah. mess, mess with them, kick their butts. That's what, we're, that's what we want to see. I mean, God bless. And as a fan, you should expect that. 
God bless the NFL for actually not having a alternative reality, uh, alternative facts, you know, thing, where you can make up your own standing if you want. It doesn't uh-huh. work here. It's you look up at the scoreboard when the gun sounds. That's who advances. That's who doesn't. Yep. You know, and you only get 17 tries at the shot. So okay. You know, it's it's. I don't know. Prove it more. All right. What didn't yeah. we talk about in one whole minute, young man? Oh boy, we didn't talk about tennis. <laughs> and we're not going to. <laughs> Hey, you ain't kidding, we ain't. All right. Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't do NASCAR, but they're, it's a coming, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Autorama coming up in about a month and a half or so. Stay tuned, kiddies. All right, young man, let's move it through. Pretty good. All right, Kenny, we'll see you it's next week. Oh, yeah, we should do our buys. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. You can get us anywhere that you get your, your podcast from, from Podbean, from Spotify, from iHeart, from all these other places that we're at. We're at 16 different places. You can't miss us. All right, so until we see you again next week, thank you for turning in to the Detroit Sports Authorities. Bye. 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 <laughs> we love saying it.